We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody living? It is Monday, January 30th, 2023. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Like I said, thank you guys for tuning in to today's show. We are coming to you live on two convenient locations. First of all, on Twitter, at MTorres Sports is where you can find me. Make sure to lock in with me on all social media platforms to follow all my Oregon Ducks football coverage. And you can also find us live on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres is where we are uh, streaming today's show. If you are here in the live chat, go ahead and throw a comment in the comment section in the live chat. Let me know what you think about Oregon football recruiting and uh, the newest commitment who we are going to talk all about in today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. A couple other reminders, make sure you hit that like button. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel and then subscribe to the show. You can find us, the Ducks Dish podcast, on your podcasting platform of choice and uh, especially Apple Podcasts and Spotify. With all that being said, let's hop right into today's show. We are talking about the newest addition for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks football team. That is 2024 edge rusher Jackson Jones. Jackson Jones commits to Oregon following a visit to Eugene over the weekend. Just to give you a little bit more background on him as a prospect, he is listed as a three-star recruit on the 247 Sports Composite uh, at .8604, the number 544 player nationally, the number 35 edge rusher, and the number nine player in Arizona. He measures in at six foot three, 230 pounds, and has really made a name for himself lately as one of the top defensive prospects in the entire state of Arizona. So today we're going to go ahead and break down this commitment, talk about what it means for Oregon. We're going to look at some tape, look at some film. If you are here on YouTube, that's always a, a nice little place to, um, to uh, check us out so you can get that multi-platform excellence and see some of that film that I just mentioned. So let's go ahead and talk about Jackson Jones, talk about what he brings to the table as a player how he could impact Oregon, and then a little bit about what's next maybe for Oregon on the recruiting trail, both in the 2023 class and in the 2024 class. As we know, we are quickly approaching 
National Signing Day. Again, the more traditional uh, signing period, which starts on Wednesday, February 1st. Oregon's still working to add a couple of big pieces to their 2023 recruiting class. So let's go ahead and hop into it. Let's get the tape up on the screen of Jackson Jones. Jackson Jones is from Yuma, Arizona, and plays his high school football at Yuma Catholic High School. We got the junior season tape on display right now, and this is what we are going to break down in terms of what the Ducks are getting in their latest commit. So like I said, 6'3", 230 pounds, uh, really definitely kind of shines as a true edge rusher kind of body type, kind of frame. And talking about the – when you want to talk about production, I think Jackson Jones brings you a whole lot of proven production from the high school level. Looking at his senior – his junior stats, excuse me, I think it's right around the area of 17 or 18 sacks as a junior and 22 tackles for loss, which I think is a really important stat because it shows you that not only is he getting in the backfield to affect the pass game, affect the quarterback, but he can also help you defend the run which we know is super, super important. And Dan Lanning is really looking like he's going to be, you know, finding some of his identity in these Oregon teams in the trenches. We know that the Oregon football team has been one that has identified itself in the trenches under previous coaches like Mario Cristobal on the offensive line. But I think that Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, and the rest of this defensive staff can really set Oregon up for success both now and in the future by finding that identity in the defensive trenches and adding edge rusher talents is so, so crucial. Looking a little bit more at just kind of what Jackson Jones presents physically, according to his huddle, he runs a 4.540. So that kind of just gives you a good little insight into what kind of an athlete that he is. And that's probably part of the reason that one of the traits that stands out the most to me when looking at his film is that he's fast off the line, very, very fast off the line. Uh, which is typically the characteristic that you kind of want to be seeing the most in your edge rushers, right? I think he's got good hands. You know, he's not he's not just purely relying on athleticism, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the breakdown. And there's also a play, I, I don't know if it's already passed, um, that, that stood out to me. And I think it just kind of talked a little bit of it, showed a little bit of his football IQ and just kind of what he is as a football player. And that is, that he doesn't give up on a play when he overpenetrates. Uh, there was a play that stuck out. It was definitely earlier on in the tape when he overpenetrated and he also kind of got taken out and blocked a little bit by the left tackle. But he was able to keep his eyes on the quarterback and then kind of redirect the play and uh, get back involved and really kind of get the quarterback down at the line of scrimmage. So I thought that was a great play to see from Jackson Jones. And another thing that is a really big positive in Jackson Jones's game is that he's got great straight line speed and pursuit. Talked about that 4.5 uh, 40 time. And I think that that speed really shows up when he is defending the run for Yuma Catholic. When you see these running backs getting involved in these maybe outside zone, inside zone plays, uh, coming out of the shotgun and they're trying to get wide and get around the tight end, get around the side, he's able to just dart down the line of scrimmage. And more often than not, He's bringing these guys down for losses behind the line of scrimmage, which is obviously a, a big, big plus. I think another thing that stands out and is worth mentioning about Jackson Jones, and like I said, I'm trying to get better at eval and you know breaking these guys down, talking about their strength, not only their strengths, but also their weaknesses. So maybe this comes off as a little bit of a slight, 
But I think one thing that Jackson Jones um, that about his game is that sometimes he relies a little bit too much on, on arm tackling and, and using his upper body. I'm not saying it's all the time, but I think there were a couple plays where that kind of stood out to me when I was trying to analyze his game. And uh, I think part of that comes with him just being so athletic. So oftentimes you can win with athleticism and maybe even sometimes athleticism alone at the high school level. So maybe Jackson Jones is a guy that could, could be better served to add some more pass rushing moves and kind of refine that toolbox um, because he seems like he wins a lot with his athleticism, which isn't bad. But when you get to the college level, that's obviously something that is much harder to do because the level of athlete that you're going against just on average is so much higher than the high school level. That being said, it's not like uh, Jackson Jones is going against um, some, some low level competition. I think that Arizona is a state that cycle after cycle just keeps putting out more high quality college football talent, right? We saw Oregon have three signees from the state of Arizona in 2023, Cole Martin, Mikel Gardner, and Amari Washington. Uh, so it looks like Jackson Jones is the latest in the line of uh, front seven guys to commit to Oregon, joining the likes of Amari Washington and Michael Gardner. So he definitely has some tape that, that I think really stands out. And just seeing him move, it's really impressive to see how well he carries his weight and his athleticism definitely stands out as one of his, uh, one of his strongest traits. And one of my last points that I had on ja Jackson Jones is that maybe this strikes me as a guy who can uh, improve his stock with, with a solid senior season and maybe end up getting to that four-star status because that's not something that he currently has. Um, let's go ahead and bring that page up now that we got through the film and just kind of show you guys what I'm seeing. So here's his 247 sports recruiting profile. Uh, that says 6'3", 215, but uh, I've seen some other places that he's listed at 6'3", 230 pounds. And then here's the composite, and it looks like the 247 uh, ranking is a little more favorable, uh, has him closer to that four-star status, which you usually see around 89 or 90. So I don't think that it's uh, too crazy to think that um, – that he could end up becoming a four-star prospect with a really solid senior season. Uh, and like you said, you know, the, the production is, is something that is obviously really, really encouraging when you're looking at uh, his body of work and kind of what you're looking at uh, with this newest pickup for the Ducks. Now let's talk a little bit about kind of how this recruitment unfolded for Jackson Jones, because it's a little interesting. Uh, I want to say it was earlier on last week, he uh, announced that he would be decommitting from Washington, and then he ended up taking this visit to Oregon over the weekend, and the Ducks were quick to seal the deal, getting a commitment on Sunday morning. Uh, so that's uh, that makes you feel like that was probably a guy that, that the Ducks felt pretty good about uh, for at least a while. Um, and this isn't some low-level defender that they're picking up because he had 15 reported scholarship offers from the likes of some pretty decent schools. Obviously, Washington had a good year last year, beat Oregon, uh, definitely has been known for their defense. Also had Braylon Trice uh, last year shine as one of the top edge rushers in all of college football. But Jackson Jones was also offered by Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, Utah, another really good defensive program. Uh, so for Oregon to be able to get wins over the likes of those schools, uh, even with some Pac-12 schools, especially like USC and Utah, I think that tells you a little bit more uh, 
uh, about what kind of a, a pickup Oregon's getting and why this is a notable addition for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks. And then zooming out a little bit to look at Oregon's 2024 recruiting class, they now have the number seven class according to the 247 sports rankings, uh, and they only have five commits. So obviously you're still kind of getting things rolling a little bit, building that class, generating some momentum to try to get more guys to hop on board. But we are pretty much right on that little, you know, precipice of flipping to the 2024 class. Once we get through Wednesday, uh, most, if not all of Oregon's 2023 recruiting targets will have already made their decisions. So looking at Oregon's 2024 class, you obviously have Jackson Jones as the newest addition. He's actually the lowest rated commit in the class, but I don't think that's a bad thing right now, given how early it is. Oregon's 2024 recruiting class is headlined by Long Beach Millican wide receiver Jordan Anderson, uh, who committed to the Ducks right after, uh, I guess it was during the early signing period, that was back in December. And then you have uh, Tyser Denmark, the Philadelphia wide receiver, another high-level four-star. And then you kind of go closer to home in the Northwest, looking at one of the top in-state prospects in North Medford tight end, A.J. Pugliano. And also looking at one of the better offensive linemen in the Northwest in Fox Crater out of Evergreen High School in Vancouver. So Oregon's 2024 class is absolutely off to a very quick start. Uh, and it's a top class in the Pac-12 rankings. I'm looking right now at the page. And the next Pac-12 school is actually Colorado at number 19 with uh, three commits so far as it stands. Um, so Oregon's 2024 class is, is off to a good start. Jackson Jones gets the ball rolling a little bit on defense, uh, which is definitely going to be something that Oregon needs to prioritize in the 2024 class. That said, I still think that edge rusher is going to be a major need for Oregon in the 2024 class, even though they signed a bunch of edge guys in the 2023 recruiting class. You can never have enough difference makers. You can never have enough freak athlete type of guys coming off the edge of your defense. And that was clearly an area that Oregon was lacking in during the 2022 season. During the, uh, the 2023 recruiting cycle, the Ducks were able to add, like I said, a lot of solid pieces along the, um, the at the edge position, headlined, of course, by Mateo Uyunglele from Bellflower St. John Bosco. The Adidas All-American edge rusher was really, really solid for the Braves all year. Was hoping to see him in San Antonio, but uh, he ended up enrolling earlier than that uh, and uh, got to Eugene to start off his career at the University of Oregon before the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. A couple other edge guys you're looking at, Ashton Porter out of the state of Texas. Um, he is definitely uh, another big body on the edge. Oregon winning out there over the likes of Michigan State uh, was definitely a big contender in that recruitment. Mississippi State, uh, Houston was also in the picture. Ashton Porter, a former Northwestern commit. And then you're looking at another high-level player in Blake Purchase out of the state of Colorado. And he was a letter that uh, a letter of intent that was a little bit slow coming in. And the main reason for that is because Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes we're giving him something to think about and really pushing for a flip late in the 2023 recruiting cycle, but you got him signed. He's a special talent, a guy that I'm really, really high on and someone that uh, I know Oregon thinks can possibly contribute early once he gets to Eugene. That's uh, of course, Blake purchase. 
And then a guy who's already in Eugene, you have someone who's from right up the road at uh, Sheldon High School, Tatum Tuyoti, the younger son of Oregon defensive line coach, uh, Tony Tuyoti. So he really, really solidified himself as one of the best players in the state of Oregon. Uh, I think he actually might have been the, the number one player when all was said and done. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to check on that right now uh, on the back end on my other screen. But Tatum Tuioti was a guy that I, you know, the first when I saw he committed, I was like, okay, this is a coach's son, um, but I want to see what he really has to offer in terms of uh, in terms of players and kind of you know how how skilled he really is, and he really just improved his stock, continued to raise his stock with a really strong senior season. He was the number two player in the state. The number one player in the state was Westland quarterback Sam Levitt, who committed to Michigan State. Uh, and then another edge guy that's already in, in Oregon enrolled. We saw him at the basketball game on Saturday night was Jaden Moore from the state of California as well. Uh, so there's a lot of really good pieces for Oregon so far in, in uh, at the edge spot, right? I think I mentioned all of them. Um, let me see if I'm missing anybody. Talked about Tatum. Uh, talked about Blake Purchase. Yeah, and then you obviously you have to talk about Jordan Birch, the big-time transfer coming over from South Carolina. That's a huge addition for Oregon, certainly a guy that they view, the coaching staff views, as a plug-and-play type of guy, um, someone that I think has a, a high floor and a high ceiling. Maybe he's a guy who just needed to get uh, under a new coaching staff to really take his game to the next level. We know that he had a solid relationship with Dan Lanning and that Lanning, you know, has a track record of developing guys uh, along the defensive line. And then Tosh Lapoy certainly has a, a strong reputation as well. Now they're both entering year two in Eugene on the same staff with a really good feel for their roster. So there's reason to believe that they can really take this defensive front to the next level, particularly at the edge rusher spot. And all of these guys that are coming in are going to be able to learn from an experienced guy like Jordan Birch, from someone who's played a ton of football at Oregon, like Mace Funa, uh, who comes back for another season with the Ducks. Trevin Maia is another guy who's played a lot of football. So I think you have a good mixture of proven production at the edge spot uh, and some new faces that you're adding to the mix. Um, so as far as 2024 goes, we're talking about the importance of edge rushers, right? Um, Oregon still has a lot of really talented edge rushers that they're going after. Um, and there was one of them that I wanted to talk about on this show as far as kind of what's next in 2024 for Oregon and some of the other guys they're looking at. Let's just focus on the state of Arizona for a little bit because I talked about how important the state of Arizona has been for the Oregon Ducks, for the Oregon football program. Uh, it's, it's a state that's just putting out more guys each year three of them last year, but who are the other names to know for the Ducks in the 2024 class recruiting the state of Arizona? I think that it really starts with the biggest name in the entire country, what many view as the number one player in the country, and that is Dylan Rayola uh, out of Chandler High School. He's the number one player in the country across most recruiting services, number one quarterback. He was just on a visit out to USC uh, out here in the Los Angeles area over the weekend. So Lincoln Riley and the Trojans able to sneak in uh, a last minute visit before the start of the recruiting dead period in the month of February. But Oregon, we know from what Rayola, is, what Rayola has said, Oregon is one of 
four schools that have emerged as serious contenders in that recruitment, but Oregon's got a whole lot of competition there, right? You have the Ducks, you have Nebraska, where Rayola's father played. You have Georgia, who I think is getting a lot of recruiting momentum for Dylan Rayola after winning back-to-back national titles. Um, Rayola was in Los Angeles to watch Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs take home another national championship. Uh, and then you also have USC, who's who's in the, the mix as well for Dylan Rayola, the former Ohio State Buckeyes commit. Um, and I think that depending on when he makes his commitment, it doesn't sound like he's in too much of a rush right now. Uh, depending on when he makes his commitment, we could see that serve as a major domino for the quarterback position in the 2024 recruiting class. And Oregon's got to gotta get a really good quarterback in the 2024 class because, as you know, uh, I've talked about it a bunch of times on the show, Oregon's quarterback recruiting has been pretty inconsistent over the past couple of years, or maybe just their management of the quarterback position, maybe a little bit of an over-reliance on the transfer portal. But nonetheless, Bo Nix is back for another year at Oregon, and that is a great thing for Dan Lanning, for new offensive coordinator Will Stein. And you bring in Austin Novosad from the 2023 recruiting class. Great situation for him, a young guy from Texas that's going to be learning under one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Bo Nix, who is likely headed to the NFL in 2024. So Dylan Riola is a big name to know uh, out of Arizona. Um, one of a handful of guys I'm going to be talking about here in this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We got a little bit of a LaCroix here on uh, here on the show, Key Lime to be specific. I'm, I would love to be sipping on a Snapple right now, but I have not had a Snapple in quite some time. But shout out to Key Lime LaCroix, definitely a solid beverage. All right. Next guy I'm going to be talking about out of the state of Arizona that you've got to know for Oregon recruiting is Elijah Rushing. Elijah Rushing is the one of the top edges 
edge rushers in the 2024 recruiting class, depending on which service you're looking at. 247 has him as the number one edge rusher, number three edge rusher in the 247 sports composite. This is a guy that already has 34 reported offers, six foot six, 235 pounds. Good news for Oregon is that he has already visited multiple times, and this is a guy that they're in a great spot with, but obviously plenty of competition for Oregon when they're pursuing a guy like Elijah Rushing. I actually think he um, released some top schools not too long ago, so I'm trying to scramble and get up his Twitter account so I can um, so I can fill you guys in on that one. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? And some, some recruits tweet a whole lot, and some really don't even tweet that much, which is really surprising. Okay. Elijah Rushing is working from a top 12 right now. It's a loaded group. You got Arizona, Notre Dame, Florida, Georgia, USC, Miami, Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan State, UCLA, and Washington. Elijah Rushing to, uh, took a trip out to Oregon um, for the Washington game, I want to say. Um, I believe it was the Washington game, and he dropped his top 12 schools right after that visit. So, Obviously, Oregon's in a great spot there with Elijah Rushing. And then he took a recent trip out to Washington for the Huskies junior day. Uh, like I said, you know, the, the Huskies definitely have one of the better defenses, typically, uh, at least historically, in the Pac-12. But Elijah Rushing is one of the very, very top guys on Oregon's big board in the 2024 recruiting class out of the state of Arizona, coming out of Tucson, uh, South South Point Catholic, South Pointe. I think it's South Point Catholic, but he's a huge name. Definitely a guy that you have to know. Um, let's see who else we got. Two more names here. Uh, one of them is running back Christian Clark out of Mountain Point in the Phoenix area. He's a pretty highly sought after running back, and he was just on campus over the weekend for a visit to the University of Oregon. My laptop is being super weird. Um, just taking me to my analytics page, which I wasn't even looking for. Um, but Christian Clark, let's talk a little bit about him. Kind of try to bring you guys up to speed on uh, kind of where he's at in his recruitment because he's definitely seeing a lot of uh, a lot of schools hop on board here lately. So here's Christian Clark going to share my screen, uh, posting some pictures from a weekend trip out to the University of Oregon in Eugene. Here he is in Autzen Stadium with head coach Dan Lanning. Some of these pictures are a little bit blurry, it looks like. Uh, here he is with running backs coach Carlos Lachlan. Uh, and then he's on the throne with the cape and the crown, just having himself a good time. And then posing with some of the great art that they have over at the University of Oregon in the athletic department. But here's his recruiting page. He's not even rated uh, by the 247 Sports recruiting website. but you can see there he has 22 offers uh, to his name right now. Uh, Georgia, Florida State, obviously Oregon is offered, Tennessee, Texas, both the L.A. schools. So Christian Clark is a name to keep an eye on in the 2024 recruiting class. But the Ducks also do have a number of other highly touted prospects they're recruiting at the running back spot. You're talking about Nate Frazier out of modern day in Santa Ana. You're talking about Jason Brown Jr. out of the Seattle area at O'Day High School, one of the best programs in the state of Washington. Um, but 
We know that the state of Arizona has been kind to Oregon, so Christian Clark is another name to know. The final guy that I'm going to be talking about out of the state of Arizona that you need to keep an eye on for Oregon is 2024 quarterback Luke Moga. Luke Moga, I think it's Moga. Um, he's out of the Phoenix area, uh, Sunny Slope High School. Only rated a three-star prospect, but he is someone who has been really, really picking up uh, a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail with some recent offers. He was on campus in Oregon not too long ago, also made it out to Oregon State, uh, Arizona, I want to say, Miami as well. But Luke Moga is a guy that I know Oregon's recruiting staff is very high on in the 2024 class. A number of really talented quarterbacks the Ducks are also pursuing, looking at uh, Mother Day's Elijah Brown. You're looking at St. Francis Academy's Michael Van Buren, who was recently on campus. Um, so those are some big names. Austin Mack is another guy who has organized top schools out of Folsom in Northern California. I believe he's announcing his commitment later this week. Washington looks like they're the favorite there right now for the Folsom quarterback. So I like to kind of look at some of the guys out West as more realistic options for Oregon, but we know that this staff has a national reach, as I just mentioned with Austin Novosad in the 2024 recruiting class. 2023 recruiting class, excuse me. Uh, let's see what else we have in the comment section as we kind of start to, to wind the episode down uh, a little bit. Uh, Andrew says, body-wise, reminds me of Troy Dye, lanky, speedy pass rusher. Yeah, Troy, Troy Dye was uh, one of the more interesting you know, guys to come through the, the state of Oregon and, and play for the Ducks in recent years. Uh, Troy Dial was a former safety, so maybe not exactly the same type of deal. Um, I think he, he was probably a little more athletic than Jackson Jones is right now. But Troy Dial was kind of a similar mold, right? 6'4", 220, 230. So I can see some of that. I don't know if I would categorize Troy Dial as a pass rusher, uh, but I could see some of the similarities right there. Shadow Faction 24 likes what he sees uh, with his latest commitment, saying it's a great pickup. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Christopher asked a great question. Any update on Harbor's visit slash commitment? Uh, yeah, I, I just posted a story uh, over on Ducks Digest uh, about um, an updated commitment date and time for Nicholas Harbor. He's going to be announcing his college commitment on Wednesday, uh, right around 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, I believe that's probably going to be on social media, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was streamed somewhere, CBS. YouTube just because he is the top uncommitted prospect in the entire country. But, um, you know, based on what I've been able to gather a little bit, uh, talking to some sources is that the, the visit went really well. You know, he and his family looked like they uh, had an awesome time during the trip. I'm going to go ahead and pull up some photos here to, uh, to show you guys kind of what the, the visit looked like. So here you go. Let me see if I can make the post a little bit bigger. Here's Nicholas Harbor starting things off with some really fresh photos. He's in the track uniform at Hayward Field in Eugene. So this is the top target still on the board for the Ducks in 2024. 2023, I keep getting my ears mixed up. Sorry about that. Uh, but here he is, you know, mixing in football and track photos. This is just a, an absolute freak athlete is, is the best way to describe him. I think he's been described as the freakiest athlete in the 2023 recruiting class in the entire country. Um, just crazy speed. And, you know, I think Oregon really did pull out the stops, all the stops for him on this recruiting visit, rolling out the red carpet. Here he is with Dan Lanning and Junior Adams 
got to spend some time with Phil Knight and Tinker Hatfield as well on that visit. Um, I was also heard, I also heard that uh, during the visit, he got to uh, mock up, you know, a shoe, a shoe design um, with some of the Oregon folks. So, you know, they're, they're doing all they can to, to make this happen with, with Harbor. And it certainly bodes well for the Ducks that they get the final official visit. And then the subsequent news comes out that he's going to be announcing his commitment right after the visit. I'm not saying this is a done deal by any means, but this is certainly a commitment that looks like it is trending in Oregon's way, but still some heavy hitters in the recruiting and uh, this recruitment that Oregon is going up against, looking at Michigan, Maryland, and South Carolina. South Carolina coming off a great year. I know that he's spoken highly about uh, that program and being really close with the number of commits in that class. But hey, and then, you know, Mich- Maryland, I believe, is the alma mater of both of his parents. but when it comes down to it, this is a track guy. He wants to do track and football. Oregon can offer him an opportunity in track that no other school can match, at least no other school that he is being recruited by right now. Like when you put Oregon up against the other schools track-wise, I think it's got to be Oregon. Uh, you know, they're going to win that battle when we're just looking at, at track. You know, so being, a, being a, an Olympian, being – in that Nike family, uh, I think that those are things that carry a ton of weight and particularly in Harbor's commitment. So I'm feeling pretty good about where Oregon stands uh, with Nicholas Harbor heading into into uh, his commitment on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have to see how that one shakes out. I'll probably have a uh, probably have a prediction story out uh, before too long on Nicholas Harbor. Appreciate the question. Josh T says, I do agree a bit of over-reliance on the portal for quarterbacks. Like to see 2024 after the loss of more Dante Moore for UO to line up the ideal development guy. Yeah, and I, and I think that I agree with that too. And there's a bunch of really talented quarterbacks that are still on the board, right? Like I was just discussing. Um, and then let's not forget Ty Thompson still at Oregon. I think that Ty Thompson is a guy that a lot of people were perhaps expecting to enter the transfer portal once we got into the offseason. But at least as of right now, it looks like he is fairly intent on um, sticking things out, at least for another year, right? Because with Ty Thompson, I think he's one, an interesting deal because he, he's never really had the ideal situation, right? Joe Moorhead was one of the best offensive minds before he got to Oregon and then he was at Oregon. And, you know, I don't think that you go from being one of the best play callers and one of the best coaches in the game to suddenly not knowing how to call plays or your offense just kind of goes to, goes to, um, you know, pretty gross. Right. I don't think that, I don't think that was all on Joe Moorhead. So, um, so he's had a couple of different offensive coordinators, some different head coaches with, with crystal ball and Lanning, but maybe Stein is the, is just the right guy to really set tie up for success in the 2024 season maybe he'll serve as the primary backup again and then you have Novasad as your number three guy but I think that's definitely the way to go for Oregon to get a 2024 guy that they can develop uh, but also maybe get a guy who can compete right away I don't think that's a prerequisite or something that's super important but you want to be in the territory of having that kind of a guy Andrew says, as much as I hope the Ducks get Harbor and Pleasant, it'd be much better if USC doesn't get Deuce Robinson. There's just no one on the Ducks who could cover him. He's another Drake London. Yeah, Deuce Robinson 
is one of the recruits that we're still tracking very closely as we get to National Signing Day. But he's a recruit that actually is looking at possibly pushing his recruitment past National Signing Day, past those traditional recruiting deadlines uh, as the number one tight end in the 2023 recruiting class out of Pinnacle High School in Arizona. I don't think that Oregon has really been viewed as a serious contender in his recruitment. You know, there's been a little bit of buzz like back at the Under Armour All-American Bowl in Orlando in December about him getting out to Oregon for a final official visit. But I think he's just so busy between the Polynesian Bowl, the All-American Bowl, um, and his baseball schedule. He's also viewed as a top baseball prospect, and he wants to play both sports professionally, I believe is what I've read. Um, So if he does choose to push his recruitment past the traditional recruiting deadlines, maybe that bodes well for Oregon and they can get him out for, uh, for another trip, um, which could, you know, help them solidify their standing with him or just kind of get more in the mix. Right. But right now I think that Georgia is probably viewed as the the favorite right now, but yeah, USC is right there in the thick of it as well. Not too far from home out in Arizona, Texas is also a pretty serious contender from what I've been able to read um, with, with Arch Manning uh, as the number one quarterback, uh, in that class. Um, so Texas is another school to watch as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia was able to round out their recruiting class in the 2023 cycle with both Deuce Robinson and Walker Lyons, the tight end out of Folsom, California. He is a super, super talented guy, but he got banged up during his senior season. So he hasn't been able to play for quite a while. Austin zone with another question asking if we don't get pleasant any chance we get jaheim jaheim singletary so this is the former georgia cornerback that entered the transfer portal that a lot of people were were buzzing about i remember i was getting retweets on a a really old tweet and it was his visit and he tagged me in the picture and i was wondering why i was getting mentioned uh you know why my social media was getting some some attention uh because of that tweet so he's not a name i've heard too much about uh, it's been a little tough, honestly. Uh, I feel like with with uh, how busy things have been on the recruiting trail, uh, you know, people can, don't always get back to you super quickly because there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on, right? So I do think, and I have said previously, that Oregon is probably still looking to get another corner uh, in the 2023 recruiting class, whether it be from the transfer portal or from the high school ranks. Um, but I haven't really been hearing any buzz on Singletary in particular but I appreciate the question. Austin Walker says, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen this year with all our, all of our new additions and the new coaches on staff. Yeah, this is a, this is crazy. I was talking about it in the last episode. I think just how much of Oregon's roster they've overhauled. I want to say they are teetering, if not already at 40 new players in the, uh, on the roster after this last year in the era of the transfer portal, you have 10 transfers come in and then you have 14 guys that have signed their letter of intent. I'm looking at the two four seven breakdowns. So that's 24 uh, plus another 14. That's 38 guys, um, 38 guys that are uh, being added to this team, almost half the roster in just one recruiting cycle. So uh, that I think is what Oregon's trying to do is really bridge the gap between you know, where they are and where they want to be, which I think is going back to the playoff. That's the next step for Oregon. And then you bring in Chris Hampton as your new co-defensive coordinator and your new safeties coach. Um, so it's it's cool to see uh, some new movement there 
Um, Oregon getting the former Tulane defensive coordinator uh, from a year ago. Josh T talking about uh, Nicholas Harbor. Josh T saying Harbor speed at tight end is going to be bonkers. To be honest, hopefully the track, uh, hopefully the track pulled lands him. Uh, do the Ducks still feel good about Pleasant after no visit? Yeah, I think that was another uh, comment. Uh, another comment uh, in the live chat talking about I, you know, there was buzz that we were hearing going to the weekend that Roger Pleasant was going to be visiting Oregon uh, this weekend, which would be you know a, a pivotal potential potentially pivotal visit um, for him heading into this week's decision. He had always been planning on announcing his commitment on February first, and I was in Gardena at Unipro Sarah today, and I talked with Roger Pleasant, um, and I I think that right now. Uh, it looks like USC really, really feels good about this uh, about this recruitment with Roderick Pleasant. I think that him not getting out to Oregon obviously hurts Oregon's chances um, in this recruitment. Uh, but I, I have a, a commitment preview over on Ducks Digest that you can read. But I think one thing that was pretty interesting with what Roderick Pleasant had to say was that I asked him, what stands out the most to you about the chance to play at USC? You know, what's most appealing? about that opportunity and it was pretty cut and dry uh, and i'm not saying that's a bad thing that's just the reality of it when I, his response was staying close to home you know the ability to stay close to home uh that usc presents and he's gotten really close to a number of usc commits in the 2023 recruiting class he named zachariah branch who's the fastest wide receiver in the 2023 class also probably going to be a trap guy at usc for the trojans and then also mentioned um Makai, uh, Makai Lemon, the uh, five-star 2023 wide receiver commit, and then Malachi Nelson, the five-star wide uh, five-star quarterback signee uh, out of Los Alamitos. So he's gotten close to a number of guys at, at USC. Um, you know, he he's another guy like Harbor who wants to be an Olympian, and I think the Olympics are coming to LA in 2028, if not 2024, I think 2028. Someone might have to fact check that for me. So I think that, um, you know, maybe him not coming to visit could, could be, you know, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin, but um, in terms of just how Oregon's chances, uh, you know, could potentially, you know, take a hit there with Pleasant. William Bryan asking, has Pleasant ever visited? Yeah, Pleasant has been to Oregon numerous times. Um, he did take an official visit out to uh, Oregon uses official visits at his top five schools, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Cal, and Boston College. So UCLA and um, UCLA and USC got the most recent visits for Pleasant heading into his decision, was a busy, was a busy guy, was also out in Hawaii for the Polynesian Bowl. Oregon got their official visit with Pleasant in November. He was on scene in Eugene to see the Ducks take down Utah in what was one of the best defensive performances of the year. Uh, so he's been to Oregon previously, even before his official visit, I don't know he was posting pictures with the previous track coach. Uh, Oregon did not choose to renew his contract. His name is escaping me. Maybe it's Robert Johnson, but I'm not super in tune with the track scene. So apologies there, but either way, they get a new track coach. And I do know that, you know, the track coach, uh, was recruiting Roger Pleasant, obviously on his official visit, he got to see the track facilities, something he's very familiar with. Um, but Roger Pleasant is going to be one of the two recruits along with Nicholas Harbor that we are watching the closest on National Signing Day on Wednesday. I'm going to be in Gardena at Unipro Sarah 
covering that commitment, boots on the ground, live. So if you guys haven't already, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at mtouristsports to follow the latest recruiting updates that I have for you guys. But that'll do it on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Jackson Jones is an Oregon Duck. He announced that he would be committing to Oregon and shutting his recruitment down fresh off of his decommitment from the University of Washington. So another big addition for Dan Lanning and the Ducks in 2024, a guy that I think has a tremendous amount of upside and is obviously one of the better defensive talents in the state of Arizona. Uh, talked a little bit about other guys that the Ducks are recruiting in 2024 in the state of Arizona. Certainly going to be a big state for them this recruiting cycle. Uh, but if you guys are still here, do me a favor. If you haven't already, like the video and subscribe to my channel, Oregon Football Mag Torres, trying to grow the community and uh, keep connecting with you guys. Uh, love the comments and questions. Love interacting with you guys. So uh, that's the best way you can support the channel. And then do me a favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. That's a tremendous help for me and what I'm doing covering the Oregon Ducks. Until next time, you've been listening to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.